We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of Sometimes Weekly Sports and Stuff, hosted by BJ Kissel. This is a storytelling podcast presented by Holiday Distillery, the pride of Western Missouri, and a must-visit location for anyone in or around Kansas City. Sometimes Weekly dives into the kinds of stories that made us become fans. And let's go to BJ Kissel for the latest episode. What's up, Chiefs Kingdom, and welcome to this special episode of Sometimes Weekly Sports and Stuff here on KC Sports Network. I'm BJ Kissel with special guest in the 2022 Chiefs Fan of the Year and the NFL Fan of the Year nominee for the Chiefs, Dr. Amy Patel. Amy, thank you so much for joining us. I'm excited to chat with you and and figure out how this all came about. I've been seeing all the other stuff you've been doing. I saw the, the social media posts and all the different things if you go into the games, and I'm excited to learn more about this, how Chiefs fans can help, and just learn a little bit more about your story. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's a it's such an honor and just meeting you. I'm really on cloud nine right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, the honor is all on this side. Um, I you know, I've been doing this for a while of talking with very important people and you are the next in line of important people that I get to talk to. And I, that has been a lot of fun for me. And uh, it's one of the things I love about this show and this interview style uh, podcast that we've got here, but for the, the fan of the year, just real quick, can you give a little background on, on what it is? And then we'll get into kind of how it came about, but uh, what is this NFL fan of the year contest all about? Sure. So the fan of the year contest was established by the NFL in 2020. So it's still pretty new. And essentially each team chooses uh, their fan of the year. Uh, And it's based on not only the love of your team, uh, but it's based on a community impact. So uh, I was incredibly honored and completely blown away to be chosen as this year's 2022 uh, Chiefs fan of the year. And it was, it's based on, again, my, my absolute love, passion for the Chiefs and and my community impact that uh, I've been so blessed to be a part of uh, in the Kansas City area since I moved back to the area to practice in 2018. I know big into obviously radiology and breast cancer, and that's kind of your specialty and what you do. But how did you, I, I, we were talking before we started recording that you're not the one who submitted and, and nominated yourself for this. Can you talk a little bit about how that came about and how you kind of fan that, uh, found out that sure. uh, you were going to be the nominee? Yeah, so this summer, um, 
unbeknownst to me, my husband actually nominated me uh, to be considered for one of the Lamar Hunt Legacy Honoree recognition. So as uh, many of you know, at each home game, a Lamar Hunt Legacy Honoree is recognized who uh, embodies uh, the spirit of Lamar Hunt. Uh, and a lot of that is based on uh, community impact and service. Well, um, in the summer, he nominated me. And then about six weeks later, I get a phone call from the Chiefs. And the Chiefs say, congratulations, uh, you are one of the Lamar Hunt Legacy honoree finalists, and we need to ask you a few questions. So they proceeded to interview me for about 30 minutes. It's a 30-minute <laughs> interview. And then they said, okay, in two weeks, you'll hear from us whether you were chosen or not. So two mm -hmm. weeks roll around, I get a call, and they're like, congratulations, you're, you've been chosen as one of the Lamar Hunt Legacy honorees, and we want to recognize you at the home opener. I'm like, this, this is so cool. Like, I, I was completely honored, blown away. Well, then leading up to the home opener, uh, I was trying to coordinate with the Chiefs. Uh, you know, they asked me if I was tailgating. I said, yes, I am. And mm -hmm. the tailgating location, they kept wanting me to change it uh, comparatively to where I usually tailgate. And so okay. I'm like, this is like weird. I don't know why they want the tailgating you know, place to change. But then finally, just a few days before the home opener, they asked if I wouldn't mind tailgating with my crew uh, in a lot behind the stadium next to where the players park. And I'm like, wow, mm -hmm. that's like very premium and exclusive i never get access to there i mean sure like let's do this so we set up shop there and then before the game we're just sitting there you know having our jack stack barbecue and just having a great time and i see uh the corner of my eye i see uh clark hunt and roger goodell starting to walk <laughs> this parking lot i'm like wow, they must be here to see some way more important, you know, fancier people than us. And then um, chief staff were standing next to me and they're like, get ready, they're coming to you. I was like, what? And I'm like wiping off the barbecue off of my hands because <laughs> we're like eating Jack Stack and, you know, did not, this was not on my radar. And I got to meet them and they congratulated me for being uh, the Lamar Hunt Legacy Honoree. They thanked me for everything I was doing uh, in the Kansas City community and beyond for breast cancer care and access. And then Clark Hunt said, we have one more surprise for you. And they pulled out, and he pulled out of this bag, a jersey that had the number 22 and it said a uh, fan of the year. And he said, in addition to being the Lamar Hunt Legacy honoree, uh, the Chiefs have chosen you as the 2022 Fan of the Year. And I could not believe it. And he said, in, in addition, you'll now be competing against the other 31 teams and their Fan of the Year for NFL Fan of the Year. And in addition, the winner will be announced at the Super Bowl <laughs> and you get to go to the Super Bowl. So it was like, you know, I, I liken it to like Oprah's greatest things. Like, you know, like all these gifts keep being thrown at me. And I'm like, my head's about to explode. I just, I couldn't believe it. And just to be recognized for not only my love of this team since uh, I came out of the womb, uh, to what we've been doing in the Kansas City Metro and the state of Missouri, actually, uh, to really help uh, yeah. not just women, but everybody uh, who is affected by breast cancer. It's truly meant uh, the world to me. And it's just something that will be, uh, you know, I'll never forget for the rest of my life. That's an amazing story because I watched the, the video on social media that the Chiefs had put out of you finding out and to find out they were just kind of sneaky about it. And they, they wanted you close because they wanted Clark and Roger to be able to walk over to you yes. uh, and do all that. that. That's a pretty amazing story. And I, I want to find out more about just kind of your background and, and some of the, the giving back because in knowing the Chiefs organization and knowing how much they give back and how much they care about the community and the impact that you're making that obviously being a, a diehard Chiefs fan uh, is a huge part of this, but making the impact that you've made uh, in your particular field. 
would be the reason that you were that you were chosen, uh, to be quite honest. So could you give us a little background on, on your specialty uh, there with the breast cancer research and the radiology? And I'm not going to pretend to understand a lot of it. It's not my area. Um, but in reading through it and how accomplished you are, uh, it is quite amazing. And your story of coming back and why you came back. Uh, sure. to kind of uh, help this area in that way. Can you, I know a lot of people, especially people as humble as yourself and us talking a little bit before we started recording, I'm going to give you all of the the leeway to brag on yourself a little bit and uh, and and talk about what you've done and, and why it's important to you. Sure. So I grew up, I was born and raised in Chillicothe, Missouri. So mm -hmm. I grew up a rural gal, love the Chiefs, you know, football's life in the Midwest. But where I grew up, you know, I saw growing up a, a lack, honestly, of a lot of uh, there were a lot of healthcare disparities, specifically in, in rural America. And I saw that firsthand growing up there. Well, I ended up going to medical school at the University of Missouri, Kansas City. I got into the six year med program out of high school, which was a dream come true. This rural kid, I never thought I'd get into that program, but somehow they took a chance on me and I, I trained there. And then I uh, from there, I did a radiology residency at the University of Kansas. Uh, down in Wichita. They've got two branches. I, I went down to Wichita to do my training and then uh, did a breast imaging fellowship after residency, uh, at which is basically one year where you just focus on breast cancer and disease and detection. And that's all I did all day long uh, at Washington University in St. Louis. Uh, then wow. after I graduated in 2017, I took a job at Harvard University at one of the Harvard hospitals uh, in Boston, Massachusetts. And it was a great experience and I learned so much, but in the back of my mind, I knew that I needed to go home because we had such a lack of breast care. Uh, we had so many breast care inequities and just a lack of equitable care and access. And I knew that. So I tried to soak up as much knowledge as I could in Boston. And then in 2018, I had this awesome opportunity uh, to build a comprehensive breast program at Liberty Hospital, which is in the North you know, Kansas City area, Liberty, Missouri. And it has just exploded. Um, we now serve patients all the way up to Southern Iowa. Uh, we have patients in, wow. from you know Nebraska, Kansas. I had a patient recently drive almost 14 hours uh, to come see me. So we've really uh, done a great job to try to uh, bridge the gap uh, for breast care and, and specialized breast cancer care, uh, bringing in physicians who uh, their area of expertise is breast cancer and disease. Because again, there's just such a lack of that expertise, particularly in this Northwest uh, Missouri corridor. I'm also on faculty at the University of Missouri, Kansas City, uh, where we uh, I'm able to do research clinically through UMKC and Liberty uh, when it comes to early cancer detection in the realm, particularly 3D mammography and artificial intelligence. Uh, so these have been a huge uh, things that have been uh, meant so much to me. We've made such great strides. But in addition, one of my other loves is uh, particularly radiology political advocacy. So I was able to work with uh, Missouri legislative officials, uh, particularly to pass two critical pieces of breast radiology legislation in 2018 and 2020 uh, for women, particularly those who needed access to 3D mammography and those who are high risk for breast cancer who might need earlier imaging surveillance and more frequent imaging surveillance. So um, that those pieces of legislation allowed access for hundreds of thousands of Missouri women. So we're, you know, and you know, our work is not done. We know that men get breast cancer too and we're working on ways to bridge the gap for breast inequities for men as well uh so 
I'm just really, I've really been blessed to be in a position in the Kansas City Metro where I have so much support from UMKC, from Liberty, from my family, my friends uh, to be successful. And at the end of the day, the icing on the cake is I get to serve Chiefs Kingdom. I mean, we have <laughs> patients coming in all the time wearing, you know, Chiefs gear, Chiefs masks, you know, Chiefs earrings. And to be able to serve the kingdom is really a dream come true. So I've just been really, really blessed. And again, this honor has just made my life. <laughs> I I love interviewing people and especially about things that they're really passionate about. Cause we could sit here and talk about the chiefs, but hearing you talk about why you did it and what you did and how you went about it. Uh, you start talking really fast and you could just tell, you could see the passion <laughs> oozing out of you and why you did it. I want to ask, it's a very, it's a, it's a deeper question, but when you said you were in Boston working at Harvard and you kind of in the back of your mind, we started thinking like, it's really amazing. All of the, the, the advances and how much knowledge and just how much education there is in that area about that, but you felt that pull back to your hometown. What, what was it about how you grew up or where you grew up or what, what do you think the reason was that you felt that pull that like intrinsic, like I need to be more than somebody that's very educated about this in a very educated environment. I need to put myself in an area where I can help other people. Sure. I mean, Honestly, it's the people. I mean, the, the people that I grew up with, around with, who raised me, uh, because it took a village. I mean, I have amazing parents, but I know, you know, all the neighbors on our street, everybody still lives there and everybody pitched in taking care of each other. I mean, it's really the people that I felt a lot of guilt when I was in Boston. I mean, I know that, you know, I don't have regrets going out there. And again, I garnered so much knowledge and expertise I was able to bring back to this part of the country. But I just had so much guilt that, you know, I'm here making this impact uh, with, you know, world-class physicians and these patients have exemplary care. I could be doing a lot of this in a part of the country, specifically where I grew up, where we can, we can build that too. I mean, we can have just as good a care in in this part of the country. Yeah, it's going to be really hard work. Uh, but, you know, for me, it's all about, you know, my people and about, you know, the, those who grew up around me and I grew up around them. So uh, that's really what pulled me to this job was the people. Oftentimes people say to me, you know, um, are you going to go take this job, that job? I'm like, no, I am set here because I'm committed to our patients. I'm committed to the people. Uh, and I and I love this area. I mean, I had an amazing upbringing here in the Midwest in Chillicothe. I love Kansas City. I mean, I live literally in Kansas City, Missouri, uh, and uh, that is def definitely for a reason. So, um, you know, for me, it's just it's it's a calling. I mean, I really felt called to come home and serve, and uh, I'm very content. And I and I just plan to build on our efforts. How much of what you've been able to do so far with being the nominee? And I know you're still early in the process, the voting, and we'll get into all that of how Chiefs fans can help. And there's voting through, I believe February 8th was the day that I saw it. Um, but how much of this so far has been rewarding for you, not just to talk about your Chiefs fandom and the connection between what you do in the community, but being able to amplify the work that you're doing and the help that you're doing, not just you yourself, but in this space and be given these platforms to be able to talk about this with other people. Oh my gosh. I mean, I was the first physician, uh, MD, DO, M physician chosen for this campaign. So uh, for me, I understand the gravity of that. And then on top of that, 
uh, as we're trying to find a cure for breast cancer and we're trying to figure out ways for earlier detection, which we know leads to less invasive treatment for patients, you know, as we're trying to do all this, I, I understand that this platform is amazing. And with the NFL now and its emphasis on crucial catch, I mean, it just all sort of ties into what we're trying to do as a community. And like I say, it takes a village. It takes not just us as physicians or researchers. It really takes commu the community, community advocates. Um, I am uh, incoming chair soon of the American Cancer Society Kansas City Chairman Circle Board. And we have just such brilliant people of all backgrounds on the board, in the business arena. Uh, and so, you know, you see that it really, you know, it takes a village of people when it comes to this. And so I'm really trying to use this platform to elevate, you know, who we are as radiologists, the role we play in patient care, uh, stressing early detection. Uh, and so, you know, it's just been a dream come true. And again, I love how the NFL is really placing an emphasis on cancer, uh, particularly with the Crucial Catch campaign. You're listening to the fastest growing sports media network in Kansas City, KC Sports Network. We'll be back right after this. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. We're going to talk a little bit about the Chiefs now. We're going to get back. But to let people know, there's the NFL Fan of the Year, which I believe would be announced. Is that also being announced at NFL Honors, or is that announced during the game? Because I know that the the ultimate Fan of the Year, which is the fan voting part of this, will the voting is through February 8th, and that fan, the winner of that, will be announced at NFL Honors, which is Thursday, February 9th. And that's the, the online voting, which... Kansas City and Chiefs Kingdom have always been very good with online voting. And we'll post the link on our social media. It'll be in the description of this page at NFL.com slash honors slash fan of the year slash 2022. Or you can just Google NFL fan of the year voting and it'll pop up. I did it a second ago. Uh, you, you click Dr. Amy Patel and uh, submit your vote. But um, the, the actual fan of the year, is that announced during the game or is that also during honors? 
Yeah, that's during the NFL honor ceremony. So on February okay. 9th, we'll know that evening. Okay. So we've got about Chiefs Kingdom, we've got about five weeks uh to have one of our own uh win this award and obviously doing fantastic work talking with Dr. Amy uh Patel. All right, let's talk a little bit about what we've seen from the Chiefs so far this season. Uh we spent a lot of time on this network uh, breaking everything down and overanalyzing absolutely everything. Um, but what have your thoughts been so far as the Chiefs won the division for the seventh straight year uh after Everybody tried to take the Kings down and they still couldn't do it. Uh, just what are your thoughts on the Chiefs uh, so far? Is I mean, you're getting those Super Bowl tickets. Hopefully, you get a chance to, <laughs> to yeah, watch the Chiefs down there in Arizona. Pretty crazy. I mean, honestly, I am the eternal optimist. Like, yes, in the beginning of the season, did was I a little nervous? Of course. Who wasn't nervous? We lost Tyree Kill. We're like, what's going to happen to the offense? But then, you know, again, if you've got. Patrick Mahomes on your team, you shouldn't be worried because that guy has magic, right? He's Mahomes magic. So he has so many weapons as we've seen throughout the season and just how he's able to make it work with all these new guys and the chemistry he's building. It's something, I mean, I feel like we take it for granted. Like now we just expect the Chiefs to be good. And what they have done this year is incredible that they have pretty much revamped in so many ways, particularly offense, and we're able to play at this high of a level and we're able to win another, you know, AFC West championship. I mean, division. So it's just like, it's so incredible to me. And, you know, Yes, have there been games where I'm, like, nervous about special teams like everybody else? Yes. Have I been nervous about the defense? Yes. But I feel like we're really starting to click now, and I'm feeling good about it. You know, I really am, and I really feel like we could go all the way. I'm praying that the Bills lose this weekend. You know, we get the one seed. Uh, But even if we don't get the one seed, like, I still feel good about it, and I think the kingdom should too, you know. Like, I, you know, it's like we do one bad thing, and then, like, we all turn on the Chiefs. It's like, come on guys like we got a rally you know like like Harrison Butker like yeah like yeah he missed him but the last game he was perfect like we just have to yeah. rally together and we're gonna be okay so I'm, I'm feeling cautiously optimistic overall I'm feeling pretty good and I'm you know I'm just praying we get to the Super Bowl but I think we have a really good shot fans of a certain age and I don't want to, to call out like younger fans but fans of a certain age understand that Chiefs as an organization we have the NFL record for most consecutive playoff losses. Like nobody talks about that. Now we've been through it. Like we know the difference of like heartbreak, like unlike a lot of other fan bases, they may have these playoff droughts. We had some brutal playoff losses in the nineties and two thousand. Bono and the Elvis Gerbach days. No, lived through the lowest of the low so like i don't these, yeah these are the most magical days of of our lives when it comes to the chiefs we should just relish it and be so grateful because i definitely am yeah it if you don't know what the no punt game or who lynn elliott is or i mean even the the more recent ones if like the the colts game like oh. I, the steelers six field goal like there's so many games that have happened that were so frustrating but we don't have to talk about all that, but that's why I am the eternal optimist on this network. I've always been accused of being a homer and eternal optimist. And they thought a lot of people thought that it was because I worked for the team. And now that doing KC sports network saying the same stuff. And it's like, I honestly believe this. That's why it was a good fit for me there. Um, but we know the difference and the team is 12 and three. They've never, it's the golden age of chiefs football it really and we is. can pick it up. 
we pick it apart. We talk about all the things because we have a passion for the team. We want to talk about all this stuff, but at the end of the day, we all want the team, We're not prognosticating negative things and then patting ourselves on the back. If that happens, we want the team to win, mm-hmm. uh, obviously. And, uh, some of us believe, uh, more strongly that those little issues will not cause them to not win a Super Bowl because we had a lot of these same conversations the year they won the Super Bowl. There were a lot of people that didn't think that we were going to be able to do those things. So I want to ask, favorite memory growing up as a Chiefs fan? Do you have like that, I had this one experience and this is what I hang my hat on? Well, honestly, I mean, growing up, we couldn't afford to go to the Chiefs games. So, uh, but we were lucky enough to have a TV so we would, you know, my fondest memory is honestly, is just sitting there with my parents, with my brother, who's also a diehard Chiefs fan. He's probably like the biggest Mahomes fan I've ever met. It's <laughs> almost in a, like a, like a really unhealthy way, but he's just obsessed. And, um, and we just, we sat from that TV and we just, it doesn't matter. Like if we had a, a horribly losing season or we barely made the playoffs and then lost in the first round. I mean, we always would watch the games together. And, um, you know, with my parent, I don't want to get too much into it, but my parents' background, you know, they came to this country with nothing in 1981. They immigrated here. They settled down in Chillicothe. They're still there. And, you know, to see what they've accomplished, uh, what they've been able to do for us and raising us, and just that those special moments. You know, my dad was a big European football guy, a big soccer guy. And when he came here, he became so uh, engrossed with the Chiefs because everybody he met in Missouri was just all about the Chiefs, you know, good or bad. And so he basically brainwashed my brother and I to love the Chiefs <laughs> since, you know, again, we were born. And uh, yeah. those are just special moments to see kind of where we started and where we are now. And I told my dad, you know, one day if, you know, if I become a doctor, once I get to the point where I could afford season tickets, I'm going to go for it. And finally, I got into a position in 2019 where I was able to purchase season tickets and go in with my now husband. Uh, so it was like a dream becoming like that was realized. So for me, that's like a really special time in my life. Just looking back, sharing these moments with my family. Uh, and now I actually get to go to the games and, and witness it in person. And it's just so special. That's I've, I've said for a long time that the the thing that's special about Chiefs Kingdom, I'm sure it happens with other fan bases, but how generational it is and, and spending those moments and having those, those stories and those moments with your family and your friends and just the things that you kind of hang your hat on. For me, it was, you know, we were lucky enough that we got to, I got to go to games with my dad. That was kind of like our thing growing up and he passed while I was in college. And then thinking back and reminiscing on all those memories, it wasn't even being at the game. It was, we'd always take the same route. We'd stay, stop at the same McDonald's. I get the same thing. We'd sit in the parking lot. We'd eat. We'd listen to one-on-one the Fox and then we'd walk in the same tunnels together and did all those, those things that everybody's got those stories. And those are the, that's why that the fan of it's so much stronger than just, Hey, I root for this team. It's like, no, this is a huge part of my favorite memories with the people that meant the most to me when I was growing up. And yes. all those stories are different, but it doesn't make them any less impactful uh, yeah. for anyone else. But uh, Dr. Amy Patel, before I let you go uh, again, very broad question, but just this whole process and you're, your willingness and your your platform now to carry that flag for Chiefs Kingdom uh, with this contest. Just what has this all meant to you to to not only as a Chiefs fan, but to shine a light on what you've made such an important impact with your professional work and the way that you've gone about it. Just what has this whole thing meant to you? It's it's truly meant the world. You know, I've been really fortunate to accomplish a lot in my career thus far. But I, I've been telling everyone, I mean, this is one of, I feel like 
the most crowning achievements of my life. Like it was never on my radar that the chiefs would ever even consider me. And then on top of that, to meet the commissioner and to meet Mr. Hunt and, and they were very down to earth. And then for, you know, commissioner Goodell to talk about how, you know, breast cancer is near and dear to his heart because unfortunately his mother has had passed from breast cancer and, and just that relatability. I'm like, this is such a surreal experience in my life right now. And, and I, I just feel so grateful. And again, I'm working really hard to win this, not for me, but for Chiefs Kingdom, because I truly believe we have the best fans in the league. I know I'm completely biased, but I do feel that we have the most passionate, diehard. We do not have fair weathered fans uh, that everyone's showing up. I mean, I went to the game last weekend and I mean, it was full. I mean, people <laughs> love this team, you know, good days, bad days, whether it's negative four, whether it's, you know, 110, we are there and I want to win this. For the Chiefs Kingdom, whom I love so much. Love to hear it. Chiefs Kingdom, if you're listening to this and I know you're out there listening and you want to help or if you're watching on YouTube, how can you help? You can go to the link in our description or like I said, go Google NFL Fan of the Year voting. The page will be the first thing listed there. Click on it. Go down. Find Dr. Amy Patel. Vote. You can vote as much as you possibly can. Tell your friends about it. Uh, Chiefs Kingdom, we know we're very good at online voting. We always have been. Let's support Dr. Amy Patel and win this one for her. And that voting, again, is through, I believe, 1159 on yes. February 8th right before NFL honors, which is Thursday, February 9th, they'll announce the ultimate fan winner, which is the online voting. And then they'll also announce the NFL fan of the year. Uh, and we are rooting for you. Hopefully you get a chance to watch the chiefs in the super bowl down there. I want to ask who are you taking to the game with you? Have you decided who's going to the super bowl? I got to take my husband. I mean, he's okay. the reason why this all started. <laughs> Fair. How, who is more, I want to know how excited he was when he found out how all this happened and how surprised he was. Did he know when they came? Sorry, I'm going off here, but like, did he no, know when they came over? He, Nobody knew. Okay. He didn't know. And he literally had tears in his eyes. I mean, he was just That's amazing. Because he, he grew up in Iowa, but diehard Chiefs fan in Iowa, even though he's in Iowa. And mm -hmm. so he just couldn't believe it either. And, um, you know, and then they, they asked me, uh, Commissioner Goodell and Clark Hunt, like, who are you taking? And I said, my husband, Joe, and I brought him over, you know, to meet them. And he's like, I'm holding her to it. She said she's taking me. So. <laughs> That's pretty good. Hopefully you get a chance uh, to watch the Chiefs and they uh, win some games here down the stretch. But Dr. Amy Tell, Patel, thank you so much uh, for joining us in this episode of Sometimes Weekly. Again, Chiefs Kingdom, get out there and vote. You can find the link in the description of this show. We'll be promoting it on social media at KC Sports Network as well. But appreciate everybody for hanging out and listening. Appreciate you for sharing your story. And uh, yeah, go Chiefs. Go Chiefs. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard and think others would as well. You can find all six of our channels at KCSN. Covering the Chiefs, the Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current. Plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou. By searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network.